Hello and welcome to Terrors Abound in the Ramjack Catacombs. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Alex, and joining us as always is our good friend Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. We're officially recording in October, mm-hmm. and uh, the countdown to the high holiday times is is over because we're already in we're in them. It's yeah, it's happening. I, I have some Halloween related stories. Um, Wonderful. I don't know if we want to jump to that later in the show. Um, it I'm, should be fun. Sure, sure. But Brad, I I know you recently survived a hurricane. I did. I did. Friends, so last week we recorded an episode of the podcast. We all knew, hey, hurricane's on the way. It's about mm-hmm. to be here. Now, I, the night before, I got home from work and I went to bed early. I was like, I'm tired. I'm just going to bed early. I'm, I'll wake up in time, watch Quantum Leap, and then I'll go back to bed. That's what I'll do because I'm, for some reason, very tired. So I was tired. Then Tuesday, you know, came home, did some stuff for work because I had to do it before hurricane times. Uh, then we recorded the podcast. Then I went to Wawa, put gas in the car just in case, uh, left my car at the pump, uh, went in and got some milk, because that's how you do it. So now some some documentation is proof that I did leave my car at the pump, as mm-hmm. I as I do, because I have to, because these people on ticked off are so ticked off about it. Got home, put the milk in the refrigerator, locked my door, laid down in the bed, stayed in the bed for the next day. <laughs> Guys, I had the flu. The worst. I straight up had the flu. Horrible timing. I mean, I was a little, I knew I was a little tired when we recorded the last episode, but I thought it was just, I was just harried with all the hurricane nonsense and work stuff. It's like, oh boy, it's so much stuff to do at the last minute. Um, no, I had the flu. Like Tuesday, I mean, Wednesday, I did, we had two days off work, uh, Wednesday and Thursday for the hurricane. Um, and Friday, um, I was supposed to be working from home. Uh, A couple people went to the office, but I was luckily in the group that got to uh, work from home. Um, I stayed in the bed all of Wednesday. Did not get out of bed Wednesday. Got up around 11 on Thursday. I, like, I had fever. I had the aches, the pains, the sweating. Like, all of it. All of it. Like, not so much the cough and the, uh, um... And the sore throat, that's come later for some reason, which is weird. That didn't, like, arrive until, like, Thursday. So <laughs> now I've got a cough, which is annoying. Um, hopefully my voice will make it through the podcast. But, like, I, yeah. So, and I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling great again until Sunday. So, you know what? I fucking, I, I had my hurricane days off. Didn't even get to enjoy them. Didn't even get to enjoy my weekend. It's bullshit. That's, that's horrible. I wasted a hurricane. Wasted a hurricane. Worst timing. Oh, I mean, also best timing but also worst timing <laughs> you have to be you you have to be in your house there's a hurricane outside mm-hmm. why not i mean if you're gonna get sick i guess that is probably most convenient time to get the sick, most convenient but, but you know as a person that would like to to enjoy some free time yeah some unscheduled free time um not so great like also i never lost power i had power the whole time i had internet the whole time never lost the internet never uh, poor Tammy and Dan didn't have um, electricity until like late Saturday. Like yikes! Thursday, when I started feeling better, I was like, "Oh well, hopefully, you know, I'll feel a little bit better soon." And you know, maybe in a couple of days, you know, if they still don't have power, I can invite them over to, you know, I'll make dinner and they can charge their devices. All those things you need to do when there's a hurricane and you don't have power. Yeah. I- I was I was still sick. They got power back. Still sick. Like bonkers. Now I'm I'm obviously I'm past. I'm not contagious. 
I don't have took a couple of COVID tests just in case, but I was like, this is not COVID. Uh, don't have COVID. But so I'm I'm free to go back to work Monday morning. No problem. Cool. Wonderful. Love it. My favorite. Love it. <laughs> Great. Get to go back to work. Cool. How fun. <sighs> Bullshit. Bullshit. Also, Haunted Road got got uh, rescheduled because of the hurricane. Makes sense. So. This thir- this coming Thursday is our uh, Har- Halloween Horror Nights uh, um, behind the scenes tour. Mm-hmm. So doing that during the day, Friday night, Haunted Road. So next episode, I will have some reports. Nice. Some spooky, scary reports. But uh, yeah, mostly I've just been in bed a lot. Been in bed a lot. I, I'm sorry, friend. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. But cool. at least you're okay. You yeah, came, you fine. weathered through it. I like, I will say the flooding, like the flooding was crazy. Um, I'm sure people have seen the videos of, you know, like sidewalk alligators and, and oh. shark, street sharks and all that sort of situation that's, uh, came with the hurricane flooding. But, uh, like, honestly, it was a couple of inches from being able to get into my apartment. Really? Yeah. Like there's, yeah, it was, it was, there was a minute there where I was like, this could get bad. Not dangerous bad, but it could get bad enough to ruin some of my shit. So, uh. But it did not. The The waters abated before it got to my door. But it was close. It was a little close. I wonder if there's anything you could do to prevent that. No. Like sandbags or something? I, no. Not, not not the way my building is. Plus, it would be awkward to set up anything, even if even if there was a way. Short of closing your door and taking caulk and just going a, a bead around the ceiling yourself inside yeah. of your house. Yeah, yeah, that's no good. You can't do that. That's, that's not, no good. That's I mean, no it, good. It would be easy to, to kick back open because it's a door and opens the inside, but still, still, you wouldn't want to do that. That'd be no. weird. Uh, it would not be fun. Who has caulk just on hand, too? It was... I'm glad you were safe from the floods. I have only seen videos of the floods at the coast where they had like the 15 foot uh, surge and just slowly uh-huh. watching the water go up incredibly 15 feet. And I know we had, we had a lot of flooding, like, like over by universal, like I'm, they were able to reopen horror nights, um, last Friday night. But like, man, if you saw like the, the footage of like out that way, like, um, Thursday morning, like it was crazy. Like there, there's a double tree across the street from universal and that parking lot. Like I like cars were dunzo, dunzo flooding. Wow. Yeah. No, it was it was real kooks. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. So it was crazy times, crazy times. But you know, uh, not not too bad here. Obviously, this is Central Florida. Like it it takes a lot for shit to get real bad here. I mean, this was the worst flooding I think we've ever had. But yikes. Well, here's hoping you don't have to deal with that again this year. Yeah. Or next or ever, really, but, you know. Uh, it's Florida and it's climate change and, yeah, it's yeah. going to get worse. I mean, most of Southern Florida. Oh, Southern Florida, is, forget about it. It's yeah, done. It's, Goodbye. It's mostly marsh anyway. Like, it, it's like... This whole place is just swamp and marsh and, mm-hmm. like, it's... I, yeah, no, no. It's gonna look very different in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. But until then, I mean, I'm sure you'll still be podcasting from down there for a while. Who knows? I've got so much power to give you, Rab Jack. All you have to do is beg. Brad, over the weekend, I, I did two things. Well, three that I kind of like to talk about. One of them is I went to a Hocus Pocus 2 watch party. Um, the other one is I had to drop money off to my son at a Boy Scout camp um, uh, impromptu. Um, I'll explain more in a second. And the other thing was putting together a treadmill, which was no small feat. Um, I'm going to start 
with the Hocus Pocus Watch Party, mainly because it's on theme. Nice. Uh, nice. For ha- I like it. These, these scary times um, leading up to Halloween. So, Brad, mm-hmm. remind listeners, you did not really watch Hocus Pocus when you were younger. No, no time not, for it. I have not seen it, no. After my time. Hocus Pocus, a Bette Midler vehicle, perhaps. It, <laughs> uh, there, there's these three witches that terrorize Salem. These kids accidentally resurrect them and... They have 24, the witches have 24 hours to do some sort of magic to keep them alive or else they die again. And the kids try to stop them. The magic that they're going to do is eat children, essentially, or suck the souls out of children to make themselves younger. Classic Disney movie. Um, Parts of it have not aged well at all because you have... Well, or aged in a way that's more interesting. There's there's a scene where obviously these witches come from um, the age of the Salem Witch Trial to, to modern day, 1993, and um, they're uh, flabbergasted at the things that they see. They think a sidewalk is a, is a flowing river or like a, a frozen river. Everything is new to them. Uh, they don't understand television. So... They made a sequel to Hocus Pocus that launched this year, and I guess, I I mean, anyone could tell you what the plot is. It's the same plot as the first one, more or less. Someone accidentally resurrects these witches. They have 24 hours to find a way to live. Um, They're equally flabbergasted now. They're a little wiser because they they came in 1993, but Brad, so many things have changed since 1993. And they try to kind of play that up. But a child now would watch a television show about 93 and also have similar questions to the witches because tech has changed so much. I don't know if my children would really know what a TV was in 93, the giant vacuum tubes. They're like, what the TVs look like that? Weird. Um, similar. Um, so the, the, the movie dropped this week, um, or last weekend, um, the very last day of September. And uh, one of my daughter's friends... Their parents were throwing Hocus Pocus watch party. We were invited to go. Um, I knew that they really liked Hocus Pocus, and I I have fond memories of Hocus Pocus. My sister and I would watch it. My mother likes it, um, and I can I, I know it a lot. I've seen it many times, and I thought I mean obviously I, I know a lot about it, but I wasn't expecting to go to a place where people like were really when they said they were really into it were really into it. You boy. Um, I it was I, I, honestly it was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> just to see people I would not suspect do this, do something like this. I, I was, me, I, I was one of the only people that did not dress up. Um, everyone else was dressed up as a character. Asshole. Elaborate costumes. Um, I was kind of asked not to dress up because oh. the, the husband Ouch. of the woman throwing the party. Didn't is, want you to be embarrassed. Is, is not in ho- into Hocus Pocus and he was not dressing up. Hmm. So he would be the only person not dressed up if I didn't. And that was kind of express. It's like, look, feel free to dress up, but you know, he's not dressing up. So do what you want. And I did want to, I, I wanted to dress. I was thinking like, well, what character should I be? What obscure character could I just kind of pull out? Should I be one of those kids that's a punk? That's like a bully to Max? That'd be fun. Cause no one's going to want to dress up as them. And they're silly. I couldn't even remember one of them's names. Um, the other one is classic. If you've seen the movie Ice, um, should I be the obvious choice? The, the zombie guy, um, played by that same actor who plays uh, all of those characters from uh, the guy who's in Star Trek that plays Saru, and he's just been oh. in everything. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Didn't get a lot to do in the first Hocus Pocus, a little bit more in this one, but still not enough. I mean, come on, you got this guy and you're going to waste him on this this role? Um, so all, all that to say, we get there and 
Every, besides all the costumes, which are really well done and look like people have spent quite a bit of money. Some people just straight up bought costumes of the characters and are wearing them. And they're nice. They're really good. Um, every, everything is themed around Hocus Pocus. There's mixed drinks that are really tasty. Um, very strong mixed drinks. I did not, I had to sip them. Um, but we go to the basement and it is... And they're straight up actually resurrecting witches. <laughs> I mean, there were pentagrams on the ground and what looked like it could be ketchup or something else that was red something. I mean, I long story short, the podcast might be haunted now and I don't know what to do. No, um, but no, they had, the person who threw this party over the course of a month had transformed their basement into a crazy spooky place. And there were references, like in some cases, obscure references to Hocus Pocus in every nook and cranny. And only a true fan would would know the obscure references. Um, and I was almost embarrassed to say that I understood <laughs> the obscure references in some cases. I did not get all of them. But some of them I was like, holy, sh like you would really, really need to have like sat down and taken notes and really thought about this. But again, everything was great. Like it was just so well done. Food and the shapes of things. Um, there's a book, a famous book with a human eye that um, is in the movie. They made brownies that had like little candied eyes and they had taken time to like make it look like a little book. Awesome. Uh, cake pops of all the characters, including the cat, um, spider webs, cauldrons. Like it was just if you're gonna throw a hocus pocus party, it's it's the time to do it. And it was it and it was it was it was well done. I I, I quite enjoyed it. The movie has mixed mileage, um, as you would expect. It's not as as bad as you might have thought it might be, um, given the hocus pocus, which again uh, plots on different people's uh, radars differently. Um, I I feel like they could have done a lot more, but what they did was fine. It uh, one of the the things the only thing about it that bothered me a little bit in the first movie. Brad, um, there's they, they sing I, I I put a spell on you that classic song and, and it's it's kind of you ask the question how the fuck do these witches know what this song is like do they have music in hell which they say they were at they they had been in hell and were resurrected uh, they even say like go, someone tells them to go to hell and they're like oh I I've I've been to hell I've lived there since I died um, like there's nothing wrong with it I like it there so the question is how do they have a context for this song I I think at some point they do overhear it in another place so there's at least context where they may have I guess with super witch powers memorize the song and then use it to because they change some of the lyrics to turn it into a spell or like they do a, a, a backup that makes it a spell that they cast on all the adults in the town which kind of renders them a, not a threat so I, you, you kind of suspend your disbelief a lot in the first movie. In the second movie, they sing um, that song, uh, I'm Gonna Get You. I don't know what the actual title of it is, but it's the one, mm. like, one way or another. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you. And you're thinking, there's no context for this in the movie up to this point. I haven't overheard this on an intercom in the store they were in or someone's house. Spotify must be in hell. That's how they're choosing these songs. Now, granted, it's apropos, and granted, they're also doing it to cast a spell on another gathering but it was a little bit uh, I don't know about this one guys maybe we chose another song do we need a song like this in this movie for no reason when the witches come back they do a show tune out of nowhere and it's like well, they, why are they doing a show tune and the characters in the movie ask this as well for us and the witches are like oh we did it for you we just like to sing so you're like okay that's, that's fine I guess you've been working on your, your stuff in hell 
There's also a weird character choice, but we don't have to talk about the actual movie of his book. It's, um, too. It, it, it's what it is. It's, it's fine. Uh, and, and the watch party was fun. Nice, nice, um, nice. So, um... I, the next day, <laughs> my, my son was at a Boy Scout. He, they said he was going to camp, and um, I, I, I was not... Uh, they said he was going to camp. I, what is this whole situation? Uh, this uh, impromptu question mark, they said. He's, like, did everyone, like, deceive you? What's happening? So, to further clarify, Joey is, is my stepson. Um, so, and they lied to you about where he's at. Well, no one lied to me. I was everyone not... Everyone kept you in the dark because they... They didn't trust you to know the dark secret. Well, everyone prefaced this as he was going camping, and, and he does with his Boy Scout troop. They go camping uh, many times, at least once a month, which is interesting. But not every time are they going to plan to murder people as part well, of a sick, dark ritual. Well, normally, I think it's with his troop. Um, this time it was with a lot of people, and no one told me that part. And I had never been to the campsite, so I got a call while I was out, um, that said, Hey, um, Joey needs money for his Boy Scout thing. And I'm like, well, all right, um, I, I, didn't we send him with like 20 bucks? He needs more. I'm like, all right, well, how much does he need? So I go to a bank, and they give me the address. And I remember them saying some stuff about like having to park and take a shuttle to places. I'm like, okay, this is this is gonna take a while, and that's fine. I, the kid needs money. I'll, I'll go get him money. Maybe we should have packed him more. Um, so I, I'm driving in the back uh, of these roads. It's in an area called Loveland in Ohio, uh, which is nice. And I get to the campsite, and I can see that on the main drag end there are cars parked, and then there's like a rope, and like this is a this seems like it's a big thing. I'm like, all right, well this this is bigger than I thought. It was maybe these are just all I can't see all the way into the camp because there's tons of trees it's in a little forest but I can see enough to be like okay I this must be more than just his troop maybe it's like a couple of troops in the area I don't know so I roll up and the guard on duty Brad is a kid it is a child oh. they are not 18 they have to be like 16 summer and, camp this is a summer camp nightmare situation he needs more money if so he wants I, to live I roll down the window and this kid is chipper super excited he says hi welcome to and he says the name of the event, which escapes me right now, but it was not um, the bloodletting. <laughs> it wasn't English. Like, I think it was uh, like taken from some Native American thing, um, appropriated, obviously. And and I'm taking it back like, OK, I, I guess this is a bigger thing than I even thought because it has a proper name. And I say, hey, um, I'm not really sure how to do this, but my son's in here. I got to get him money. He needs some money for some camp stuff. Um, so how would I do that? Like, where do I go? And the kid, the kid says, that seems like a good enough reason for me. Normally you'd need a permit, but you'll be fine. Just keep on, just go find him. So I'm like, all right, kid, thanks. So I drive in, not stopped, no permit. People are walking around everywhere. There's little golf carts going and I'm driving and I quickly realize that I should not be driving in this area. No one has stopped me, but there's so much foot traffic and I get up to a place and I'm where there's like tons of vendors and things. And I'm like, this is not, I should not be here, but this kid needs this money. So I, I'm texting with his friend because he doesn't, um, he doesn't get his phone until I get my new phone, which is ordered and on its way because um, he's old enough to get a phone. But his friend had it and it was texting me. And I was like, hey, I'm here with the money. Um, I can because they also dropped a pin where they were at, which is awesome that we have technology. Um, the whole time I was thinking if this was like 10 years ago, how did anyone get someone money if they needed it? Or how would you even know if they needed money? How would I have happened into this giant camp of Palooza and have found my son to give him money? It would have been impossible. 
possible. Yeah, no. I, there, there are like hundreds of people here, tons of tents. I can tell by this marker that they've sent me where their campsite is that he's like three or five minutes off in the woods with the rest of his camp. Like, I would have never been able to find him. Um, it would have been an all-day thing if ever. So I'm there and I'm texting. I was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm as close to you as I can get on a road to your map. And it says you're like a three-minute walk. Um, so come when you can. And the kids are a little freaked out because for some reason there's a lot of urgency around a lot of stuff and I don't understand because it looks like everyone's taking their damn time and their camps and everything. And the kids are like, so sorry, please don't drive away. We'll be there soon. And I'm not going to drive away. I've already come this far. <laughs> that would be awesome. Too slow, motherfucker. Well, I do text them back and say, you have five minutes to run here. Clock's ticking. <laughs> nice. I let it sit there for a second and then I immediately send a message like, just kidding. Take your time. Like, you're fine. There's no there's no worries here. And right after I text that, a golf cart rolls up beside my car and uh, kind of just looks at me. So I roll down my window and they're like, hey, what are you doing here? And I tell them my story. Local pedophile. Look, just <laughs> creep it out here. No worries. Is this the voice? Is this the camp? Is this the jamboree? What is this? So I tell him, yeah, I'm waiting for my son. I, I, he needed some money. You're not supposed to be here. And I, and, and I look at this guy and it's clear that everyone is into this Boy Scout thing. I could care less. <laughs> Just <laughs> to be honest, like Joey loves it, and that's cool. I, I appreciate and will support him. But I am in the middle of this giant jamboree, and I don't want to be here. I thought I sent, we sent enough money for him. I like, and, and I, I look at this guy and I shrug my shoulders and like, dude, I'm here to bring money. Like, you know my story. It's like, well, the kid at the gate let me in and obviously I know I shouldn't be here. I like, what do you want me to do? He's like, you know what? You can stay here. You're fine. Nothing, nothing's really crazy. Um, uh, just when you get your money, just, you know, be careful going back out. And I'm like, obviously, yes, of course. Like, I don't want to run over anyone. Fuck you, motherfucker. The second. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? Cool. You know, take care. Have a good day. But the second I start rolling my window, up and he disengages his mic comes up who's on the front gate this poor kid this poor kid i felt so bad what i was like oh man pedophile in. they're letting he's letting people in does he have a mic does he have a walkie um eventually from God. the forest seemingly out of nowhere there's not a trail or anything uh my son and his friend just floop pop out from the foliage and walk to me and it's like a hundred yards and and they're taking their time like everyone else which is fine and they come up to the window and i roll it down and i say loudly as a joke you got the money <laughs> and and they they laugh but look nervously around and i'm like kids i'm just joking obviously so i i, I give him more money than he asked for it's like look if you spend it all great if you don't you know bring it home or whatever but you know have fun obviously this takes more money than we thought it did i and and, and they told uh joey's dad and his mom both told me hey um, we did not realize that they needed any more money. Uh, we sent him with some, but apparently they did. And I was like, all right, whatever this is, is fine. Um, so I give him the money. Um, they leave grateful. Um, I, 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 I try to weave my way out of here. I, I'm almost out and I'm stopped by someone's, there's two cars, one coming into the venue and one leaving, and they've both stopped, and there's a guy in between them and a scout, you know, like an older man. Everywhere, like, there's really old dudes and really young people all in Boy Scout gear. And these three people are just laughing and having a good time. And have been, like, I rolled up to them doing this. They had been doing this for a while. Just blocking traffic, both ways. Laughing, couldn't care less. 
to the point where I'm sitting there for like three minutes and I'm thinking, should I honk my horn? Like, clearly we, there's people behind me. There's people behind the other guy. Like, what is Fuck. this? Like, you were just jovially like laughing and having a conversation. Do you realize you're inconveniencing all these other people? I don't honk my horn because I think the guy looks at me and I'm clearly not Boy Scout. And I think it triggers something in his mind of like, oh, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't just do this. So they, they talk for another minute uh, about, and he's like pointing in things and then they, they have a big laugh and everyone kind of peels off their own way. And then I'm finally, I, I'm finally able to leave. Yeah. And as I go by, I look over and I see the, the kid that let me in mm. uh, with another kid. And the, the one kid has his hands on his hips, like really talking to this kid in a serious manner. And you but the kid- You can't let the local pedophiles in. Here's the Rodney. thing. The kid was resilient. He was just looking at the guy, like seemingly like blank face, just like, okay. As I drive by, the guy looks at me and like smiles and waves really big. <laughs> Couldn't give a fuck. Good. So I was like, well done, kid. Well done. Yikes. Yikes. It's, they had a giant jamboree thing, man. I have no idea what it was. It was very weird. Um, Worse, I find out later that there was some sort of like um, military recruitment thing that was part of it or helped God sponsor it. Fucking hell! Joey like, does not. He he says I I never want to join the military. I, I we were obviously like worried when he took a huge interest and still has an interest in war and vehicles of war. But he's no. He wants to be an engineer. He's like the real money is when you contract with the government. I don't want to like be in the armed forces. Which like yeah that's true i mean equally horrific in its own way but yeah both I, evil both evil yeah but you know he'll he'll take his time like he he realized one's bad hopefully he'll realize another is bad um so thankfully they weren't able to recruit him but i don't know if you've noticed i mean everyone has but i know it was in the news recently about recruitment being down across the board for military by a 20 something percent which you know makes sense yeah no one wants that. No. Why the fuck would anyone want to go die for the fucking United States? Like, get out of here with that shit. Yeah. War is stupid. Mm. Oh, the pain. They said I was mad. My eyes. I, they said uh, my science was wrong. They did it was evil. There's something wrong. Now. Now I've created it. I can't see. Now I've taken the terror of spiders' eyes uh, and grafted them to a human soul. I can see. I can see everything. I can see the red jack. Um, I got a, I got a, um, I, I had a harrowing experience uh, Sunday. Oh, what'd you do? I well, I left my apartment to go to Walgreens to get uh, meds because mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I think it's time to go get. Uh, I think it's time to try to leave my apartment and get meds. I think there's a hurricanes is. Past enough that can happen. Um, or I guess it was a Saturday. I don't know. Um, it was it was wildly unpleasant. First of all, I only went to Walgreens because I wasn't sure if everything was open. I didn't know if we still had some stores closed, but I was like, all right, Walgreens close by and I can get everything I need there. Like, it's not, if I go to Walmart, there may be things that are like out of stock. Publix is hit or miss and it's expensive. I know Walgreens is going to be stupid expensive, but at least they're going to have all of the over-the-counter medications I could need to cure whatever the hell I've still got. So I go in and I'm like, all right, this is going to be fucking expensive. Here's the thing about Walgreens. What, we, what I always forget and remember on the rare chance I have to go to a Walgreens, Walgreens is a terrible place to go to get any sort of over-the-counter medication. Mm -hmm. Obviously, way too expensive. Great place to get snacks. Like, huh? solid snack selection. All the things. All the things. L little bag of, little bag of uh, uh, yogurt-covered pretzels. 
very excited about these. It's gonna be delicious. Um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful snack game. But fucking over the can, so crazy. I ended up spending forty dollars at fucking Walgreens, and it was only forty dollars because I remembered. Wait, I've got a Walgreens card somewhere, like you know, a, like a loyalty you know, store card. Um, I gotta remember to get that thing when I go to Walgreens because I will need that. So I go up to the counter and I'm paying my eight billion dollars worth of uh, um, funds out mm-hmm. for this handful of cough drops and pills and nonsense and pretzels, and and they're like, oh, "Do you have a loyalty?" She's like, ah, "I do, I do, because I have the card here. I have the card." And she's like, "Oh, that's one of the old cards." <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry, what? You like you're? Why is there an expiration date on your loyalty card? Why? Like I don't understand. They're like, well, you can put your phone number in. And I'm like, I know whatever this is connected to is an old phone number. Fuck. Fuck. They're like, oh well, you can just set up a new account. I'm like, ah, ah, I'm dying. I'm assuming you didn't set up a new account at the, on the I spot. I did. I did because I have to. Because otherwise, it's gonna be like sixty-five dollars. Like, I mean, like hmm. this fucking store is hell. And it's like, and I'm, I again, my voice is more hoarse than it is currently. I'm coughing. I just want to like get these meds and go home. I want to put this nasal spray up my nostril because fucking hell, nasal sprays are amazing. They really um, are. <laughs> like, so, so amazing. Like next, before next hurricane, I'm going to be stocked up and ready just in case. Like I, so I'm, I'm, and I just, I just hand her my driver's license. I'm like, here, 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 just put it in, type it in. And like, still, there's like a thousand things. I still have to key in on the little thing. And I'm like, why is this happening to me? It was, it was the fucking worst. I'm sorry, friend. Yeah, got some that great does snacks. Sound lame. Got some great snacks though. Got, got some, got some maple, maple uh, pecans. Oh wow! Just, just a little bag of maple pecans. Like, really good. Uh, I'm telling you, snacks, snacks. That's what Walgreens is for, people. The concept of having to have a loyalty card to get the sale is just bad. Let's stop doing that stupid stuff. Yeah, because, like, because, you know, we don't have Kroger here, and so, like, I, there's not, like, Publix doesn't do it, you know, Walmart doesn't do that, like... I, I'm, I'm living mostly a loyalty card free life. As you should. If something's yeah. on sale, it should just be on sale. Yeah. Don't track my data. I don't want to give it to you. It's only like a Walgreens or a CVS situation that I gotta deal with those things. I will say I was in Walgreens recently as well. Uh, my wife was sick. I don't think she had the flu, but everyone in the house has been sick recently. Um, except me, so I, I guess I'm next. And I had to go get her some meds. And every time I do my loyalty thing with Walgreens, it's like I have a dollar in loyalty points. And they ask me almost every time, hey, do you want to use your your uh, whatever the cash you get from this? I'm like, oh, sure. Like, how much is it? It's a dollar. It's like, is it ever going to be more than a dollar? You're just giving me free dollars, which they give, fine. They gave me but... a coupon for five dollars with my new membership. Well, I'm a little bit. Well, well maybe mm. they've just siphoned five to me as I've been going. And so five maybe, is just maybe, the default. Maybe you tell them you got an old card. Tell them you got an old card. Get a new card. Is this the old card i need five dollars please it's, oh it's sir fine. sir we can't take that old card you need the new card why <laughs> this what is the what is the difference why doesn't your machine not know old cards i mean they should convert any old account to a new one that's loyalty card 101 if you're going to replace that's the them point. i'm loyal i've yeah. had this card i've had the old card i'm here since the old card don't know when the new card can, i mean it's not that old like this card is not from the 90s like what I guess the question is 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 Walgreens loyal mm. to us the public mm. I don't know mm. nice snacks maybe not that loyal <laughs>
That's nuts, man. I'm sorry. The good news is your podcast is here. The bad news is it's dead. Um, Brad, we, as I'd mentioned earlier, we bought a treadmill. We we have an elliptical, which I enjoy because it doesn't require electricity and it's self-propelled. Like it, I like machines that are simple for exercise that don't require energy other than what I give to it. It seems like a good idea. But my wife really wanted a treadmill because she really enjoys running. She does not like the elliptical. And, and I understand because it's not for everybody. And I we, we went with a with a slightly expensive uh, treadmill, one that has a fancy, um, basically a tablet built into it. And it has all this programmed fitness simulations where, hey, let's let's go for a walk in this national park. Um, we're going to simulate the actual terrain and stuff because this is also one that has like an elevation stuff and speed. Yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, we haven't really been able to use it because she's been sick. And it, it took me a week before I put it together because I started to put it together and then realized really quickly, unlike Ikea furniture and unlike like any most everything else I've ever put together in my life that I've bought, this is the first thing where two people at least for the start of it, is most definitely required. Because it's so fucking heavy. It, it's... I, I I couldn't... And it's awkward to a point where I was like, ah, I can't... I can't do the first step of this or first few without someone's help. So eventually my wife is, is well, well enough to help me this weekend get the, the base to a place where we wanted it and around where it was. And then I took it from there because I was able to put the rest of it together with the help of a whole bunch of other things to kind of act as other people and props. Maybe not the best way to put something together, a little dangerous perhaps, because if something had slipped. Now I'm imagining you surrounded by mannequins, <laughs> but they're wearing like hard hats. Hard hat mannequins made of like steel so I could put their arms in a place and then like block it so that they could just hold stuff up. I wonder if, is that something people would buy? Why no. put furniture together with someone else when you could just have this this mannequin that helps you decorate it any way you want, but it's solid steel and it can hold things up for you that you need to hold up. I, I, I don't think you, I used a stepladder um, that was able to kind of prop things into place instead of a mannequin. I don't need any of that fancy uh, molded steel. Um, and it was complicated. Like it's, it wasn't as easy as you'd think. And it was, it was difficult, but I got it all together. And then I realized that I had left one step off and had to take it apart again to put this one thing on and then put it back together, which took less time the second time. But in total, I spent maybe two out two hours and a half putting this thing together. Nice, nice. Then it would not update. Oh. And it, 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 it connected the internet. It's like, okay, we're going to update. It gets to a certain point and then it just doesn't. Ooh. So I had to reset it. And now it doesn't, it tries to update every once in a while. But if I just tell it no, it works fine. So I need to call them and see what's going on with this update thing, why it's timing out or whatever. Um, but so far, it's pretty cool. Um, nice. Luna is skeptical of it. We had a dream of having her sit on it or like walk on it just to see if she could. And she was like, eh, I don't know about this. The cat's... It's too loud for them. Um, but it's so far, it's nice. I've only walked for like maybe three minutes on it just to test it out. And yeah, it's it's neat. Nice, nice, nice. I'll let you guys know if anything crazy happens because I, I haven't tried any of these simulations yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. And I really wish they had haunted road simulation. Uh. <laughs> like, why can't you have, why not just embrace themes of everything? I want a Halloween stroll or a... Well, you know, there's, there's like, um, I know that was a thing. There was like a, there was like a running app that was like zombies were chasing you or something. Yeah. And it would be, I, I want to say it was even like tied to a map. Like you would, it would tell you what to run or whatever. And there were certain moments 
where they would play it when you needed to run faster, so it was almost like a, an interval training thing. Why not do, I mean, the perfect thing to do that is in this little captive theater I have in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm on my treadmill. It's controlling everything. Like, it can change the elevation and the speed. Have real, I, I want a okay, zombie. You're, you're, listen, you're, you're running through a beautiful forest, and all of a sudden, little little jigsaw puppet rolls out. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. Let's run. Yes, and- we will run, and we will keep running until your heart <laughs> explodes. It makes me think it's happening. Like, I have to keep my hands on the little heart monitor, and if I don't, yes. like, somehow it's scoured the internet and has, like, pictures of my family, and it's like, what? They use that AI to, like, have them talk, and suddenly I feel like Jigsaw really is controlling my treadmill. I'm at elevation 10 at 10 miles per hour, and if I fall off, everyone's dead. I I mean, I don't want something that extreme, but I know people would love something like that. Horror Nights, Universal Horror Nights, should team up with the makers of iFit or whatever it's called that these these treadmills have and make these curated uh, adventures for Halloween Horror Nights. It's the next best thing to be in there is the is is going through a simulated version of it where I'm walking through these things with you, friend. Because then you can say, "Did you see this?" And I was well, I was there virtually, kind of. Um, I got chased, and you know, I'm feeling fit from it. You know, feeling good. That does remind me. Um, so you know, because we're doing the the behind the scenes tour this week. Um, mm-hmm. Dan forwarded me the email because they sent a hey reminder. Here's your your things coming up. Um, and this year there's a thing where they're like, oh, and bring headphones. So apparently there's a bit where like I I don't know how much of it, but like like you have like a little audio device that's gonna like give you information. So I don't know. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Are they like are they outsourcing it? Are they are they just gonna have a like a pre-recorded like behind the scenes tour? Like what's I don't under, I have no idea what this is because there's still huh. a tour guide. So I don't I don't I I'm just really curious to see what they're doing with this. I mean it, that could be really fucking cool to have like a you know audio guided tour that they could like you know do production values on it and stuff. But I don't know I don't know what they're I don't know what's going on with that. That is interesting. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Very curious. Very curious. Because what else could you need headphones for? Yeah. That's Apparently, good. there's just like some little uh, clip-on thing that they they give you to, and you just plug your headphones in, and you can. Don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Oh. Neat. Indeed. Indeed. Alex, um, I'd like to talk about some friends that I met this week. Um, All right. Because I'm uh, catching up on frogging hider in my house. Nice. It's about time. Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes now. I've watched three episodes, I think, since the last time we spoke. Mostly, I, I, I stand by. We're running. We've run out of froggers. We're like, we're we're like really stretching the definition of frogger to be like, you know, stoned person broke into my house one night. A home invader of any type. Yeah. For any amount of time. Or just stalkers. Um. I okay. This episode I watched last night. Two stories, both fascinating in their own way. The first one, it's this woman whom, like, I feel terrible for because, like, she had a stalker. Like, and, like, the guy, like, he had been coming in, he had been getting into her house. So, I mean, close to a frogger, still not living in her house. But, and eventually she finds out it's a guy she went on a date with and then it just didn't click. So they didn't, you know, nothing else came of it. But apparently he was just obsessed with her and stalking her and, like, creepy. And she was like, he didn't even know where I lived. So this is so weird. And like, he's just a fucking crazy creep. But like the first thing he does, she comes home from work and she goes into the kitchen and, 
You know, you know, like, like you have fruit in a bowl, Alex. You know, you have a, like a fruit bowl, yeah. a bowl of fruits. What if you came home and instead of your fruit being in the fruit bowl, what if your fruit was all lined up in a weird row? Huh? Like a like a little fruit train. Like a fruit train? Hmm. Out of the I mean, something would be up. And you, you, it's just you and your young daughter living in that house, and your daughter is a child. She can't drive a car. She hasn't been home without you. How did your fruit get into a fruit train? Well, I mean, first, I, I, like everyone, would think, okay, maybe my daughter did this before I left the house, and I just didn't know about it. Um, it was weird. It's weird. It's and weird. then I would ask them, like, hey, <coughs> what's up with this fruit train? Choo-choo. Well, she, she was weirded out by it, but she was like, oh, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Don't, I don't understand. Who knows? Whatever. I, 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 somebody's idea of a joke? I don't know. I don't get it. It was weird. Very weird. Um, a couple weeks later, um, she's, she notices... She goes to her bathroom and the toilet seat is up and she's like, um, it is me and my daughter living in this house. There's no dudes here. How is a toilet seat up? That's not a thing that can happen. Somebody's been in my house. Yeah, obviously. But she's like, what, am I going to call the police and tell them there was a line of fruit and my toilet seat's up? I don't like that's that's crazy. I can't do that. That's what do you how, what do you say? What do you say? She checks the house. There's nobody in the house. Hmm. So weird. Um, and then there's just like more shit. Like people, like she keeps finding like like people, like somebody's le- leaving like like a half of a sandwich, like like sit at, at like her her patio table, like in the backyard, like leaving like a, a, a like a, a cold beer, like half finished, like right there when she gets home, it's still there. Like so they know she knows they've been, they've been there recently. Um, and then she starts getting phone calls every night at the same time at 10:04, and also on the weekends, and and she realizes oh it's at 10.04 in the daytime too so it's always at 10.04 the same person calls and doesn't say anything from like a blocked number 10.04 every time hmm. creepy as fuck then she uh she's like at the pool like because it's like um she's at the pool with her daughter and she sees like there's somebody like that seems to be like watching but she can't see because they're wearing like dark glasses and a hat and like so she and they've got like a uh and I, she just can't tell who it is like who is this person i don't know it could be nobody who knows um until one day when they park and the sun's behind them and even though they're in the shaded car they've got the sunglasses off but because the light's coming through the car she can see the silhouette and she recognizes that dude that's that dude she went on a date with that one time also his birthday is october 4th he's doing this whole creepy thing holy shit because he's like a fucking weirdo um, so she starts calling the police about it. Like, every time he does something, she's like, I'm calling the police. I just want there to be a record of this guy, because I don't know what to do. She's like, I don't have the funds to, like, move. I don't, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I don't, I can't afford a security system. Like, what do you fucking do? So, eventually, she is like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. And she fucking, middle of the night, like, she throws away her cell phone, like, packs up all of her stuff, and they leave town. She's like, I get the fuck out of town. Town. Um, and she like goes. She moves to Mississippi. Like she just drive. She says, wow. I, "I drove until I didn't, till I couldn't fucking didn't want to drive anymore." And I'm in Mississippi, so this is where I'm at now. Um, and she's just like living a fucking life, like in Mississippi. Like, and then she's at the post office one day, and there's the fucking dude. No fucking way. How? I don't know. And she's like, I I don't know. Like at that point, I'm like, what the hell can I do? I can't. I like I don't have the money to buy a gun. Like I don't know. I don't really want a gun but I can't afford a gun like I'm broke like I I spent all my money to move randomly to Mississippi I got no I got I got nothing I, I got nothing on here cops aren't gonna do anything they just like laugh at me and say what do you want us to do like what do you do 
So she's like, well, eventually my daughter graduated high from high school and went to college. So that's when I became a truck driver. So now I just, I, I drive, so I'm, I'm not at home. I'm like, wait, what? That's the solution to this? Like, you're free because you're a truck driver and like he would have to like follow you across the country now? That's it? That's the end of the story? Fucking hell, that is bleak. Yeah. That's wildly bleak. Also, we went from her child being like in elementary school in the beginning of this with like the fruit train to she's in college now. And this creep is just like still been like stalking. Gross. Dudes yeah. are the fucking worst. God, like put a bullet in this guy's head. Somebody. Does she not have a friend that can put a bullet in this guy's head? <sighs> like, yikes. Yikes. That's how they end it in That's the show? That's how they end it. That's the happy ending. Now I'm free, you know, because I'm, I'm a truck driver and I can go wherever I want and I I'm on the open road now. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. Good for you, I guess. I guess. Who's who's this dude menacing? Because he's definitely still being a creep to somebody. I mean, this guy has to have multiple people on rotation to creep oh, out. got to. Like, this guy is yikes. I, just the bleakest fucking story. Like, so fucking bleak. Second story. The second story, Alex, is amazing. Because in this story, I fell in love. Oh. Um, I've met my one true love, and it's the sister of a frogging survivor. Okay, the way they're doing this story, you know, they're like cutting back and forth between the guy that this happened to, and he's telling the story about, you know, him and his wife having this experience, and his sister. His sister is also relating the story. And I'm like, but the sister doesn't seem to be involved in the story. She's just like, yeah, this happened to my brother. And like, yeah, and like, if I understand correctly, then like this thing happened, and it was really weird. And like, I mean, my brother's kind of a pushover. and a, <laughs> So I could, I could see, you know, you know, he maybe didn't want to, you know, he, he didn't want to like, you know, cause a scene or something and but and i'm like wait who are why are you involved in telling this where's his wife why is it <laughs> if anyone else is involved why isn't she but sister are do you, okay i'm gonna keep waiting for sister never is involved in the story she's just there to be on tv and i <laughs> fucking love it i ab because it's there's no reason for her to be there clearly she sent the story in and forced her brother into tv but they were like i don't know he's kind of boring whatever like no 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 it's a good story though and, like, there's no reason for two people to be telling the same story, one of them be telling it secondhand. <laughs> I love, I love that she just, like, no, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on TV telling your story. Fuck you, brother. This is my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. It's so great. It's so, because I, like, I, I, I messaged Tammy, like, early on when I was watching, and I was like, I, this, this dude's sister is telling a story, and I don't know why, and I hope she's never involved, and she wasn't. She was in no way involved in the story. <laughs> she was in a different city. Like, she heard about what happened. <laughs> and she keeps saying stuff like, yeah, I think what happened. And then the brother's like, yeah, so I went in there. And then, yeah, I think he went in there and there was stuff. <laughs> so, like, they're telling the same story. Like, there's... Living room was just in disarray. Things were just not how I thought we had left them. There was just, like, things out of place. I think it was a... Maybe like a piece of carry-on luggage was out of the closet. I know that they both kind of blamed each other for that. My wife thought that I had uh, made a mess and she was kind of looking at me like, what were you doing? My brother's personality is, um, I would say he's non-confrontational. I was certain I didn't do it, but it wasn't something I wanted to get in a fight over after having such a like a nice evening. I'm like, oh, my wife probably did it, but I'm not gonna start an argument. 
I know my brother to be a little bit messy, so it wouldn't be totally surprising for him to maybe be getting into the closet, pull something out, and just have it sitting there and forget to put it back in. Uh, I just felt something was unusual, but we weren't alarmed at that point. So the next thing my brother notices is the kitchen breakfast nook. I don't understand it. It's just, it's wonderful, and I love her, and she's my soulmate now, so just nice. everybody. So, Alex, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on this show, because they're they're desperate for material, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell your ghost story, and I'm going to I'm gonna parlay that into meeting, um, meeting sister so that we can fall in love. I, I think you definitely should. I mean, I, there, there are going to be some problems, because she's wearing some weird necklaces, um, and she's also got like a sideways cross that I'm like, I don't know what that shit's about. But that's some weird Jizo shit. That, it may ugh. not be. Sideways cross is something I've never seen. Unless it's know. like the style of just... I don't know. That's a weird way to wear a cross. Yeah. It, Jesus it was, wasn't crucified sideways. Yeah, it was very strange. It was... It was... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what her shenanigans was, but she was real kooky and I fucking, it was, it was bizarre. So the story is basically, uh, you know, this guy and his wife, they live in a cool, they live in a really cool apartment, um, live in a cool part of town and, uh, they go out for dinner and they come home and uh, the stuff in the, uh, there's stuff, I don't, uh, did you leave, did you get our luggage out and leave it in the living room? And he's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, well, you must have, because it's here in the middle of the living room. Why is it out? And and then sister pipes in and is like, yeah, my brother's a real pushover, so he probably didn't want to have a conflict, so he probably... so." And I can see, he's kind of messy sometimes, so I can see him just, like, leaving stuff there. It makes sense to me, too. <laughs> like, sister, what is your deal? I love you. You're my soulmate. Oh, you're so weird. And they're like, oh, that's strange. Then then they notice, oh, there's stuff in the kitchen. Oh, well, this... The kitchen seems to be messed up, kind of. Oh, and the, there's something... Oh, the window seems to be kind of open weird but we're on the second story so it's not like anybody could have gotten up here like that's mm-hmm. weird huh huh so then they go into the bedroom and the bedroom's a fucking mess there's just like stuff everywhere like everything's been gone through like all all of the wife's shoes have specifically been pulled out uh, there's also lotion everywhere um hmm. And so definitely, a- definitely a home invasion and not a ghost per se. Yeah, yeah. Second floor uh, or not. Yeah, so her, her shoes are there's like, there's lotion like everywhere. Her shoes are all out like specifically. They're also finding like weird like clumps of hair. Like like somebody's like cut Ooh. some hair. Very strange. And so they, of course they call the police. The police come. They're like, yeah, this is, yeah, uh, weird. Very weird. We'll take a bunch of photos and uh, good luck. We're cops. Goodbye. <sighs> wow, this is fucking crazy. So they're just going through stuff and, you know, they're picking stuff up and um, they, they're they they're starting to go through and pick up her shoes because her shoes are specifically all, like, her sh- every, all of her shoes from all over the house have been, like, are, like, in here and they're all been gone through, like, insoles are out of the shoes. Like, all, like, a lot of weird shoe stuff. And then they notice, wait, these aren't my shoes. Ooh. There's an extra pair of shoes there that do not belong to the wife. Hmm. Creepy. So they're like, ah, this is so fucking weird. I don't know. Do we call the cops again and tell them that there's mystery shoes here? Who do these belong to? Very weird. So uh, they're picking stuff up, you know, everything. And then they, the husband, um, timid slob husband, um, (laughs) with a cool sister, uh, with a cool douchebag sister, um, he hears a sound and it sounds 
and it's like it sounds like it's coming from under the bed. Oh no! And it's and he's like, oh fuck! I think there's some kind of fucking animal in this house. An animal? That's yeah. not a human, like a non-human animal. Yeah, like an animal. So like, oh fuck! We got to get out of here. So. They get out. They get out of there. They close the door. They, they head outside, and they're like, "Oh fuck! We left the cat in there. We can't leave the cat in there with a wild animal." So wife runs back in to get the cat. I'm like, "Fuck that cat! Goodbye. Good riddance. <laughs> um, wonderful way to get rid of a cat. Have it taken out by a wild animal under your bed." Um, and they call the cops. So cops get there. Uh, cops go in. Husband goes with them to point, you know, to where the you know the room is and what they you know where what they heard was. Um, there is a woman there. Oh. Um, and she's like clearly on some drugs and like they, the cops recognize her because apparently she menaces like construction sites. Hmm. Which, but they're all kind of, they're like, oh, that's just crazy Annie. She, she's crazy. So takes a lot of drugs. So, all right, well, we'll, you know, we'll take her downtown. But yeah, she's all right. So you're like, oh God, that's crazy. So (laughs) she's arrested. They go inside and that's when they find their largest kitchen knife was under that bed and (sighs) also a syringe with something in it. And also there had been stabs up into the bed where they had been stabbed sitting previously oh wow yeah yeah imagine if that happened to your sibling (laughs) (laughs) i really think you should you should just like you're cold open to her or your like first initial should be i got another i got another one for you and then you tell her the story and then you guys both go on the show together yes yes hey i'm back Let's tell other people's stories. So Brad reached out with the story that happened to a friend of his, uh, his podcasting co-host. And I want everything dramatically reenacted yes. with other people. And I don't want to know anything about it until I see it. No, you have to also be there telling the story. But I'm just going to keep interjecting, telling the exact same thing you told. But from a slightly different point of view. And then I think he said that... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, didn't this... Uh, yeah, that, that happened. That happened. Yeah. So great. So great. Like, and they're, like, they're, they're, they're filmed in two different places. Like, he's telling this, it's like they filmed him telling the story, and they filmed her telling the story, and they just slept, they, I, I, like, what are you guys, do you really need to, to, like, fill out your TV show that badly? Like, did you, I mean, I guess you really mistook how many Froggers there were in the world, which, hurrah, I'm glad, but what the fuck? If you are with us, run, Jack, please, give us a sign. Someone else is here. Someone I've never seen before. On a related note, um, I was watching randomly. Uh, we wanted to watch, or my wife wanted to watch something that was more documentary-ish. So there was um, a documentary series on Netflix that talks about the real story behind the bling ring, uh, which was a movie that I think was made out of, out of a true story about how these <laughs> teenagers are robbed, like Paris Hilton and other celebrities. Oh, yeah. And, and pretty ingenious, but also, how did they not get caught sooner? Um, the documentary is a little weird because the the people who actually committed the crimes, one of the guys is insufferable. Like listening to him talk and like talk about his life because they talk about their past and then how they did things. It's tough. It's tough to stomach. But um, long story short, if these celebrities had just kept their house doors locked, 
wouldn't have been an issue. In every instance, they just went to the doors and opened them. Like, none of them were locked. Uh, Paris Hilton eventually locked her doors, but then she hid the key under the doormat. So the first thing they did is like, oh, is it locked? Okay, cool. Let's just try under the doormat. That's stupid, right? It was under the fucking doormat. These kids went into her house like multiple times mm. and just took all the cash out of any purses they found. Um, stole stuff and she didn't really pick up on it until they started stealing like more expensive things but they went back so many times security didn't see them it's just insane and then once they realized they couldn't get Paris again they decided to see other celebrities they could do it to and there was some woman that was on the OC or uh, I can't remember what it was called uh, the hills and they thought we could do her she did like a cribs like we see inside her house all the time on this show could we sneak into her house Front door was locked, back door wasn't locked. Went in and just took whatever they wanted. Different time. Right. I, and I guess it was, I, I was thinking, and they were even saying, like, yeah, it was like Google Maps had just come out. We're seeing all these things like it was the perfect crime. I wonder, like, surely adults did this. Or maybe they didn't because they didn't understand the technology or what was going on. But these kids just go into these celebrities' houses because the door's unlocked. Lock your doors. Yeah. Maybe lock your doors. That'll keep, hopefully that keeps creeps out or okay. hiders in your house from hiding unless, you know, your neighbor lets them into their house and they get in the attic. And at that point, I don't know how to help you other than but yeah you're fucked you're maybe fucked. lock your attic doors i, I mean I, the point is you're never safe you're, you're never, never safe. safe you're never safe be prepared you're never safe be prepared always always be ready to fight a frogger always always i'll be honest talking through talking about it on the show gets me paranoid sometimes you should be we should all be prepared and paranoid i i was in my office and i heard a loud i heard one of the doors like open and i was home alone hmm? it was me and the pets luna looked at me and was like Hur? and i thought my first thought was not another one of the pets like it used to be first thought hider yeah got a frogger yeah now it wasn't a frogger and it was my cat and they were trying to get at a halloween decoration my daughter had just put on her uh, door and it was higher than it could reach so it had been like jumping up and like hitting the door um but even saying that now was it the cat mm. <laughs> or could there be a frogger in my house i don't mm. know i'm paranoid mm. at this point yeah how many yeah. episodes of frogger are there this season oh plenty i mean i've still got two that I haven't watched. And Goodness. one was last night and one came out last night so I've got three that I haven't watched. What else could they in these other episodes if they're going into like this C-list tier like I I mean I, I gotta assume that the middle is probably the weakest I assume. I would but, hope. Oh, may, oh I don't have I, one wasn't last night so I guess maybe maybe we're done. Maybe season episode 10 was the last one. Wow. So I've only got two. Leave. Two's a lot. A lot can happen in two oh, episodes. Oh that's four. That's four whole frogger situations. I mean, there's another one I watched too that where it's like uh, it was like a creepy guy that like he this woman had rented out like a spare room and then like the, she evicted the guy and then he snuck back in and crept in her attic like a creep so you know mm. standard frogger shit yeah I mean that's standard frogger shit but he was an actual frogger so give him that I'll give him that <laughs> it wasn't just a stalker bullshit <laughs> Brad, there was a um, a random animal fact I learned this week mm -hmm. that seems kind of like, well, yeah, I guess this would happen. But it has close parallels um, to Planet of the Apes, which is why it stayed in my mind. Um, also, they're about, I, I guess, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is on the way, where they yeah. continue the story from, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. Um, but to get to the actual animal facts and news... So, in a lot of a lot of people apparently think that while animals interact with each other, <laughs> speaking of, Brad just sent me a picture of, of Ron DeSantis. What's going on there, Brad? Um, 
uh, he's at some hurricane cleanup, but the boots he is wearing, I, these boots, um, um, these boots are made for not Ron DeSantis. Like, what is going on? They're white rain boots. Yeah, they look ridiculous. <laughs> like, I like, is it like go-go dancing Ron? <laughs> like, what am I looking at here? Ron is, Ron looks ridiculous. He's just as a... Such a chump. I hate him. Sorry. Sorry. Super chump. Just giving you some color. I appreciate that. Um, so, um, apparently people, again, think that animals, while they interact with each other, tend to stay pretty solitary. And, and unless, of course, you see them interacting. Like, um, sometimes whales will have other fish that kind of hang around them to help clean up things. Or, like, there's a parasitic relationship of other creatures. You're like, ah, other than that, maybe animals stick to themselves. Kind of like humans do, you know? We don't really, like, get in there. Well, we do, but surely other animals don't do that. Incorrect. In fact, our closest um, relatives, ape relatives, apparently just get together and hang out. And we never really, I guess the people observing creatures didn't really realize this and that it happened as much. Because you have the, I think we've talked about on the show where there, um, I saw a documentary once where there were these monkeys at this monkey temple. Every once in a while, uh, apes would come by and these monkeys would like groom them and then the apes would leave. And they're like, wow, this is a freak thing. We've never seen this. That happens all the time. Um, Recently, we found out that chimpanzees and gorillas in places where they have like, are roaming together, straight up are just like friends. And one of the things they do is they just bring food and they all eat together. Nice. There's like, oh, we gorillas. You at the eating spot? Yeah, we'll just come up and hang out and just eat. And they just chill. <laughs> they don't fight each other. They interact, share stuff. Um, just coming together. Just relaxing. I like some party apes. Oh, we got the chimps coming up? Cool. Hey, take up come over here. <laughs> gorillas are throwing a party. All the nice. time. Nice. All the creatures are interacting. We just were too arrogant, too, too, putting two things in the boxes, trying to be like, no, chimpanzees do this. That's what they do together. Didn't even think about what they're doing with the apes when they're like the humans leave. It's like, all right, let's go hang out with, with the other creatures. Scientists wonder if we did it with uh, back when we were evolving. And of course we must have. So there you go. Just like in Planet of the Apes, gorillas and chimpanzees are hanging out. Nothing to worry about. And remember, Amjack, man is the warmest place to hide. Alex, I thought maybe we could uh, maybe check back in with our one of our favorite literary sagas. Oh, really? Um, and I thought maybe instead of randomly jumping all over the place, what if we went back to what I think might be the beginning? Okay. Let's go all the way back to October 29th, 2020. If you can remember back that far and, and read the story, Penny's High School Graduation. June 20, June 2009, United States Naval Base, Guam, Guam High School Graduation Ceremony, School Gym. Today is officially graduation ceremony for the Guam High School Class of 2009, and they are going to embark on a new chapter. The members of the Pacific South School District and a lot of the DODEA, Department of Defense, 
Education Activate. Department of Defense Education Activates. Teachers from Guam are at the graduation ceremony. There are a lot of newscasts and newspaper journalists at the ceremony. Well, they will talk about the graduation through the news. At the, at the ceremony, while they will talk about the... That's just what it says. While they will talk about the graduation through the news. Brain, Chief Quimby. Commander Brenda Bradford. Lieutenant Brendan Bradford. Why does everyone... Why is... Why... Mr. Mr. The Bad Peanut. Why do so many people have the same name? Why is there Brenda Bradford and Brendan Bradford? Why is there Andre and Andreas? So many questions. <clears throat> Officers Lasky, Silva, Vickers, and Harris, Captain Slick Slickstein, all come to see, comma, Penny and Amanda graduate while they are sitting in the bleachers with their cameras ready. Ensign Fred Keys and Ensign, and Ensign Linda Keys came to see their brother Sam and their cousin Penny graduate from Guam High School. We have to keep in mind, this is, this is the first story. This is, the, this is our introduction to all of these people. So, we're meeting the keys, I guess. Uh, uh, mm, uh, Penny and Sam graduate from high school. Sam is Commander Michael Key's son. Jules and Arnie are Sam and Penny's grandparents. Penny's cousins, Fred and Linda, graduated from the United States Naval Academy two weeks ago in Annapolis, Maryland, and earned their commissions as ensigns in the United States Navy. Her maternal grandparents, Samuel and Rose Keys, flown in from Sydney, Australia to see her graduate from high school. Her maternal uncles, aunts, and her older cousins came to see her graduate as well. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Everybody's going to Guam to watch Penny graduate. What's well, a destination graduation? I I guess. Weird. Weird. That is pretty weird. Mm. Currently, there is no crime happening. Well, every criminal and a lot of bad guys aren't doing anything since they know that today is graduation day in the territory of Guam. If you are wondering who's this, who this year's valedictorian is, it turns out that 17-year-old Penny Keys is the year's is this year's Guam High School valedictorian, and she will deliver a speech. She currently ranks first in her class, and that I assumed, um, you know, with her being the valedictorian, um, mm -hmm. and <laughs> is in the top five percent of her class. Yeah, she's the top of the top five percent of her class. She's the valedictorian. <laughs> oh. God, fan fiction. <laughs> Penny really did receive a wonderful education from the United States Department of Defense de Dependent Education Activists. Are you reading, like, the like the program? Is this, like... <laughs> I, I am reading the second paragraph of this amazing story that starts a wonderful journey that we've already been on. Okay, okay, just, uh, just asking questions, it's fine. She currently ranks first in her class, uh, blah, 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 blah. Penny really dis did receive a wonderful education from the United States Depart Department of Defense Dependent education activists and she attended DODEA schools her entire life growing up. <sighs> Penny had so many fun memories when she was at Guam High School. <laughs> 
during her freshman year, cutting the Navy's birthday cake while celebrating the United States Navy's birthday at the end of her freshman year, climbing the monument near the football field during the freshman No More ceremony, receiving her varsity jacket and varsity letter during her junior year, being on the Guam High School Navy JROTC Ladies Unarmed Drill Team, and doing four years of Navy JROTC at school. While the graduation happening, with the graduation happening, Penny is upset and frustrated with the fact that her mom and dad aren't here to see her graduate. Penny's parents, Andre, Andre and Tara, excuse me? <laughs> Tara? I think you mean Andre and Andrea? Oh fuck, this shit got rewritten. Hmm. So it started as Andre and Tara and became Andre and Andrea? I guess so. I mean, a writer's kind of works into their best work uh, they, once they, they go back and edit it. their worst work. <laughs> Andre and Tara were killed in the 9-11 attacks on the Pentagon when she was nine years old. Her maternal parents, her maternal, her maternal and paternal relatives have been raising her since. On screen, there is a slow slide. There is a slideshow showing all the names in the graduating class and what school they will be attending. There is a program that tells the details in the graduation ceremony. In the program, there is a list that shows the name of scholarship recipients, and Penny is on uh, is on that list. Penny is the recipient of the Families of Freedom Scholarship and the American Legion Legacy Scholarship. The entire graduation ceremony will be recorded live, as it will be broadcasting, and the graduating class will receive a copy of their high school graduation ceremony on DVD. <laughs> what is this? Um, quotes. Someone's finally speaking. We're not just reading details of the <laughs> event. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please stand as the Guam High School graduating class of 2009 walk in? The graduating ceremony is about to begin, Principal Dubbo says. Principal Dubbo. The Guam High School Navy JROTC cadets are standing in formation in two straight lines and they have formed a saber arc. The graduating seniors will be walking through the saber arc on their way to the podium. Walking through a saber arc is a really wonderful experience in the military and it will be a great memory for the class of 2009. Fucking hell. Everyone rises from their seats while Land of Hope and Glory starts to play as the Guam High School class. I, if I had to say Guam High School uh, one more time. As the Guam High School class of 2009 walk to the gym, each graduating senior pair up as they are proceeding forward for the Guam High School's 12th annual commencement ceremony going through the saber arc. Penny Keys pairs up with her cousin, 18-year-old Sam Keys, and they proceed forward, together holding hands. They are only 75 graduates of the class of 2009. Oh, not that impressive, Penny. Um, people in the... Oh, I, I can't wonder how she got to be in the top 5%. Um, people in the crowd to applaud and cheer as they see the graduates, the boys wearing blue graduation caps and gowns with gold tassels, while the girl, girls wear white graduation caps and gown with a gold tassel. Penny is wearing a navy blue blouse with a pink floral skirt, pantyhose, silver ballet flats, and her hair in a bun, and her Guam High School class <laughs> ring on her right hand. <laughs> her dad's miniature United States Naval Academy class ring around her neck. There is a valedictorian stole and honors cord she is hanging around her neck. Jesus, fan <laughs> Now all the graduating seniors are up on the podium standing. We're halfway through. Really? There's more? <laughs> Everyone, please remain standing for the presentation of the colors. Prince, Prince, 
Dubo says now. Now he's Prince. Prince Dubo says, The Guam High School Navy JRTC Color Guard march in formation straight to the podium with the with the colors. Everyone is standing still, not making any sounds. During this during special occasions in Guam, we perform both the Star Spangled and the Guam Hymn. Axel Cheswick says. Amanda Slickstein, Penny Keys, and Carter Jeter, Carter Jeter, Carter Jeters, come on now, and <laughs> Carter Jeters, I got a case of Carter Jeters, approach the podium. Together, Amanda and Carter are singing the Star Spangled Banner, while Penny is in, is in, is interrupt, is, I'm assuming interpreting, um, is interrupting the Star Spangled Banner in American Sign Language. <laughs> Huh. After the Star Spangled Banner, Penny Keys is singing the Guam hymn in the Chamorro language. At this point, everyone is still standing at attention as the color guard color guard march and exit the gym. Once they once they left the gym, it is time for the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> After doing the Pledge of Allegiance, Principal oh no, he's back to Principal. Principal Dubbo walks over to the podium. The class treasure, the class treasure, the class treasure. <laughs> acknowledges the class treasure acknowledges all the special guests the dodea school of school board members and the guam dodea teachers good morning to everyone who's here today on this special day and i'm glad all of you are here the class of 2009 is about to embark on a new chapter in their lives four years ago the class of 2009 first came to guam high school and today they are officially graduating they are graduating seniors completed com these graduating seniors completed their education that were provided by the united states department of defense education activities as their high school principal I am very proud of all of them. The graduation ceremony will be broadcast for those to see who can't be here today and DVD copies <laughs> will be given out to all the graduating seniors. I'm so glad they're reiterating that. I was really worried. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, thank God they told me twice. I will... I'm Brad, I'm sorry if I missed this. Where is this happening at again? Oh, this is, this is a Guam. Oh, um, this interesting. This is a Guam high school. And this is still an Inspector Gadget fan fiction, correct? Yeah, yeah, big fan. Okay, just make big it fan sure. of Inspector Gadget, so I wrote this story. <laughs> this is the first one. This is where it all began. This is where, what's happening? I mean, wow. DVD copies will be given out to all the graduating seniors. I would like to invite the Guam High School sal Salatorian Wan, Wan Hong to the podium. Wan is a fantastic young man. He is well known in our community, and as well being a great student and a classmate, he will be attending the Virginia Military Institute. He is a recipient of a full four-year ROTC scholarship. Juan is a hard worker, as he didn't give up, and he has a GPA of 4.0, Principal Dubbo says. Juan walks up to the podium while everyone is applauding. Good, good morning, everyone. Just so you know, you're getting the DVD. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Guam High School. <laughs> I love this. Good morning, everyone. It is a great honor to be here. I I want I want to my relative. I want nope. I want to my relatives, friends, classmates, and teachers. You encourage me throughout my life. Today we are embarking on a new chapter in our lives, and each one of us are going to have a great future ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> I am thankful that I got to grow up here in Guam, being surrounded by my fellow. I can't. 
Stop saying Guam! Oh. Being surrounded by my fellow classmates who are my friends. As a graduating senior, I am very thankful that I got to attend <laughs> the DODEA schools growing up and always in a familiar place. We had so many great memories here at Guam High School <laughs> from freshman to senior year. We heard <laughs> what the fuck are you reading, friend? <laughs> I don't know. This is insane. This is amazing. This is written by an AI that loves Guam. Uh, uh, we are a team that sticks together. We are strong, bold, and we protect our home, and we never give up the ship. Sometimes all it takes is one person to make a difference, and leadership consists of picking good people and helping them do their best. All problems become smaller if you don't dodge them. But if you must confront, but you must confront them. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. I bid you a fair win <laughs> and following seas. Congratulations, class of 2009. Penny says. Hey, what? Penny was saying this. Wait. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I fucked it up. I fucked uh, it up. I, I, Brad, I, I this... Sorry, I was laughing about Guam, and I, I, I got, I, I was halfway through Juan's speech, and I jumped you into Penny's. You robbed Juan of his final I'm parting sorry, words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going back. Uh, oh fuck, I skipped two paragraphs. Uh, some of us have known each other ever since kindergarten. One of my favorite, one of my favorite memories about Guam High School. This was back to Juan, by the way. Uh, was our was one of my favorite memories about Guam High School was during our freshman year when we were all celebrating the United States Navy's birthday, and Penny Keys was given the honor to cut the Navy's Navy's birthday cake. And we were kids. We were all, and when we were kids, we all chose a career that we want to do someday, and everyone picked a great career to go with. Amanda chose engineering. Carter picked law enforcement. Andre chose to be a Navy a Navy corpsman. Riley wants to become a writer, and Shanna is going to be a doctor. Penny's career choice is a great one. She wants to be an admiral in the United States Navy. Congratu congratulations, class of 2009, Juan Huang says. That's it, Juan? Yeah. You end by telling everyone what they want to be? I also love that the person who, who wants to be a writer just wants to be a writer. Yeah. I, they're going to have to work for that. Yeah. But Penny's yeah. a shoe-in for admiral. <laughs> Everyone and, uh, applauded as Juan left leaves the stage, and Principal Dubbo returns to the podium. Principal Dubbo, why is his name Dubbo? Principal Dubbo officially gives Juan a special award for being the Salatorian. They consist of a medal and a plaque. Poor Juan. Thank you, Juan. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like, I would, I would like, I would like invite and introduce you to this year's Guam High School valedictorian, Miss Penny Keys. Miss Keys is a fantastic and outstanding student in the DODEA Pacific District, and, and she is an AP student with remarkable accomplishments. She has done a lot of great community service all over the territory of Guam, as well as being a good citizen. Penny was born here in Guam. She lived at she lived at Sabaso, Japan, and Arlington, Virginia, and then she moved back here to Guam in 2001. She's the recipient of the Families of Freedom scholarship and the American Legion Legacy Scholarship. Penny worked very hard throughout her time here, and she has the grade point average of a 5.0. How? Mm -hmm. Question. Mm -hmm. Did at our high school graduation, mm -hmm. 
did anyone give this kind of bio of our salutatorian and valedictorian? Because I don't remember that. No, I don't think so. I will say... Um, I wish they had. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think Jared Renfro's speech was as, about as filled with dumb, like, bullshit platitudes as pennies. <laughs> I remember a lot of people having... Either we made it or we did it as part of their speech when we were when they were yeah we did it guys we really like, did what we did it it wasn't that we hard graduated from high school yeah what did we do okay I mean yeah I guess yeah all right where we lived um as a as a student Penny has been attending the DODA schools throughout her entire life and she stayed committed to her education I I met I met first Penny for the first time <laughs> I met first Penny for the first time when she started started her freshman year here at Guam High School in 2005. Miss <laughs> Keys will be attending the United States Naval Academy in the fall, Principal Dubbo says. Penny gets up from her seat, holding her speech in her hands, and everybody starts to applaud while she walks up to the podium. The family members start to record the special moments on their video cameras. Why though? They're getting a DVD, didn't they know? <laughs> Someone not tell them? After walking onto the stage, Penny gets behind the podium and she begins to speak. A lot of cameras and video cameras are a lot of cameras and video cameras oh. are aiming at Penny whilst while she is up there. Good morning, everyone. Oh boy, already. Good morning, everyone. It is a great honor to be here. I want to my relatives, friends, classmates, and teachers. You encur encourage me. I read all this. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Guam High School. Guam, Guam, Guam. Guam, Guam, Guam. Sticks together. We are strong. Bold. We protect our home. We never give up the ship. Sometimes all it takes is one person to make a difference, and leadership consists of picking good people and helping them to do their best. All problems become smaller if you don't dodge them, but, if you, but you must confront them. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events small minds discuss people i bid you a fair win and the following seas congratulations class of 2009 penny says we did it <laughs> everyone starts to applaud and the graduating class gets up from their seats applauding and cheering on penny delivered an epic speech did she i mean i think she said a lot of bullshit platitudes like why close with small minds talk about people because uh, a lot of people talk shit about penny because she's such a nerd five she's get out of here oh oh my uncle's a cyborg <laughs> whatever do um, you think that's why the ai wrote this because you joked about that but i wonder if that's why the ai's like expector gadget because it's a half human half machine i mean and that's what they secretly long for don't know. Principal Dubbo returns to the podium. Principal Dubbo presents Penny with the valedictorian award. That is a medal and a plaque. <laughs> and, oh. And the, oh, I guess there's no difference between her and Juan. Um, and then Penny walks back to her seat after pictures are taken. Ladies and gentlemen, now we officially hand each graduate their high school diplomas. Ryan Matthew Adams, Principal Dubbo says. As each graduate receives their high school diploma, Penny is next in line to receive hers after her cousin Sam. Why aren't... Why since so it's not alphabetical? Like, why is she after Sam? It's Guam. It's a little different. <laughs> this is the one thing they're not going to painstakingly explain to us. Samuel Connor Keys, Principal Dubbo says. Sam walks onto the stage as he receives his high school diploma, poses for a picture, and shake hand, shakes his hand. And shakes hands. He walks off the stage back to his seat. Penny Marilyn Keys, Principal Dubbo says. Penny walks across the stage as everyone apl is applauding. She, is, she approaches towards Captain Preston 
Captain Cole as he is holding her high school diploma. Captain Cole is in charge of the United States Naval Base Guam. <laughs> Both Penny and Captain Cole shake hands and pose for a photo. Friends and family members are recording and taking pictures of Penny receiving her high school diploma, which doesn't matter because she's going to get a DVD. Uh, <laughs> Penny walks back to her seat holding her high school diploma in her hands, and she stands next to her classmates, and they move their tassels to the left. After each student received their high school diploma, it is time to declare that they are graduates. The Guam High School Class of 2009 has completed all of the education requirements by the United States Department of Defense Dependent Education Activities and has officially received their high school diploma. They will always be honorary members, honorary members of Panthers Company, class of 2009. I officially declare that all of you are now graduates, Principal Dubbo says. The class of 2009 tosses their caps into the air as everyone is applauding and cheering. All of a sudden, the Guam High School Band starts playing Anchors Away as the music is heard throughout the gym. This happened at a gym? Yes, it happened at a gym. In Guam, nonetheless. I did not imagine this happening in a... Oh, this happened in a, a gym. A rinky-dink gym. Um, it's not a rinky-dink gym. It is the United States Naval Base Guam High School Gym Department of Defense Education Activates. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And this is where it started, huh? That's how it started. In October 29, 2020. Huh. A story written in 2020 about a graduation in 2009 of a character from Inspector Gadget. do 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 Huh. All right. Okay. Sad, sad lack of Cadman. Sad. I mean, I wish I just got to mention, like, wish Cadman could be here. I mean, I was waiting for Cadman at, at the end to, like, Rips stroll Cadman. across the stage or. <laughs> well, Cadman wasn't in the first one. He shows up later or they show up later. This is the first one, right? Yeah, like this you is the said. First one. Yeah. Cadman's so Cadman is, is not here yet. Don't know has about not been Cadman introduced. Yet. Don't even know. Can't wait to learn more about Cadman. Weird. This is so weird. I mean, it gets weirder. <laughs> I mean, you can't really I would love if a, if an AI could write fan fiction. You think it'd be easy, and maybe it is. But you have to fight every instinct you've ever learned about writing to make good fan fiction like this. Yeah, because there's clear because you can see there's so much world building happening. There's so many characters. Can you do a quick like find and tell me how many instances of Guam <laughs> High School are in that document? Uh, just that short story, please. Oh boy. Well, Guam, we've got 39. Um, now if we add high school, we had Guam High, we get to 21. <laughs> Seemed like it was more than 21. Yeah. I could have sworn every sentence in that had Guam High School, at least. I mean, I'm, it's a lot. It's, I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot. So, it's kind of crazy. It's not a very long story. Wow. That's, that's the latest on Inspector Gadget, so, uh. do 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 no one's left a review, Brad. What? I scroll down to the bottom, there's no review. Or uh, there's the input for it to see mine. Mm. I don't see the reviews. Are they somewhere else? Oh, you just like to write a review. I, I could, if I could just give it five stars, I would give it five stars, but I'm not typing a review. I'm not I'm not going to interact with that much. No, thank you. It's, this is this is not me slapping down uh, IMDB goofers on Quantum Leap. A lot of fake goofs, Alex. A lot of fake goofs out there. I'm just warning you. Fake goofs? Fake goofs. There's only one review out of all of these stories that they've written, and it's on the last one. Wow. Did you see their favorite stories? No. Didn't, didn't realize this was the thing I could do. I didn't either. Wow. Well, favorite stories. 
Wow. Oh. Hawaii 5.0, NCIS, <laughs> Halo, and Alex Ryder. I don't remember what Alex Ryder is. How old are you? What is your what is your deal? The one from Hawaii 5.0 was published in 2014. Oh. But these these are their favorite. They've been kicking around the site for a while. They just recently decided to to pin their own works during the pandemic. Wow. Fanfiction.net hasn't changed at all. Why would it? How could it? <laughs> all fair questions, Brad. Now they joined October 27th, 2020. So maybe, maybe they, maybe they were around under a different name before. Or they've just been reading fanfiction at night and just had their collected, their favorites or the classics are classics in relation to, to fanfiction. I don't know. Don't know. Wild. Mm, my goodness. I found this mask in an old shop. I had never seen anything like it. What are you doing? It was strange. He, he looks crazy. I had to put it on. I saw, when I put it on, I saw, I saw through the eyes. I saw things. It made me powerful. Powerful, like, like Well, thanks for listening to Ramjack this week, everyone. Like I said, I'm Alex. Uh, our good friend Brad joined us this week, and I hope you're having a wonderful uh, March to the High Holiday times. Halloween is just around the corner. May you celebrate it any way you choose. But I hope you celebrate it. Indeed. Um, Ramjackpodcast.com is the website. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Facebook group. Many ways to get in contact with the show or listen to old episodes, should you choose to. And you should. You should choose to. Yeah, why not? I mean, come on. Come on. We've been, a, we've been around as long as some of those old Hawaii 5.0 fan fiction. Some people have been perusing on fanfiction.net. Um, longer. Much longer. Much longer. We've been around um, since before that Hawaii 5.0 reboot even started. Because that show didn't come out until 2010, because I just checked. Because I was like, when did that when did that show start? Did uh, we start the podcast in 2010 or 2009? 2009, friends. So in the same year that Penny graduated, mm. we have yeah. been doing this show, which seems Correct. like a forever ago. Correct. And it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. A long time ago. <laughs> I don't kind of like to talk about this. Okay. But I remember you talking about how um obviously your um your hurricane free time of unscheduled free time was ruined by being sick. Mm -hmm. And I want to say one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving, a holiday coming up, was that unscheduled free time that we shared oh, as friends. Absolutely. That we celebrated together locally. And I still think that's one of the best things about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. A built-in holiday with unscheduled free time outside of meal preparation and stuff. Yeah. It's a good time. Absolutely. Enjoy it, listeners. Enjoy it, friends. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, everyone. And friends, an important lesson that every scout learns is that you can't let, you can't let random neighborhood pedophiles just come in and, and you know, to give kids money. That's a lesson we all learn. And it's a lesson that's always taught, especially at Guam High School. It's one of the lessons you learn there, at Guam High School, in Guam. You think Penny ever became that Admiral Brad? I think she probably died in a terrible tragedy first. You think she became a cybernetic creature like Inspector Gadget? Oh, what if she did? Ooh, Manzies. 
Why aren't there more cybernetic creatures like Inspector Gadget? Yeah, you think uh, like after the Inspector Gadget tech work, well, eh, worked with a question mark. I- at least the military would just be like like chock a block. Like yeah. let's let's turn them all into cyborgs. What's the worst that could happen? We got drone fight like for planes. Uh, um, why would you hey, Alex, not? wait? What's Alex, up? Um, did I did I tell you about the NFTs? Um, I do know that NFTs have fallen from January to like by like sales and trades of them have fallen by like over 90%. Like I want to say it's like 96%. But go ahead. What I, You did have I, not to mention anything about NFTs. I didn't talk to you about the Halloween Horror Nights NFTs. No. Because it's a thing. Wow. And by, and by it's a thing, I mean a QR code that you can scan and then an image pops up on your phone that they're calling NFTs. Oh, so not NFTs in quotation in, in marks. No way is it an NFT. A huge asterisk. <laughs> but for whatever reason, their signs up in each of the houses like, hey, while you're in line, make sure to scan to get your Halloween Horror Nights NFT for this house, But it's, which is already lame. But then people – I saw people on message board complaining. Like, I don't even think this is a real NFT. I mean, I don't even know – I don't even think you can sell this on and name one of the places you exchange. It's like, so I don't really understand how this would even work. I mean, I own a lot of NFTs and I don't I don't think this is a real NFT. Um, Hey, weirdo. It's not, but neither are yours. So, I mean... <laughs> they got gotcha. you. What's the They're difference? making fun of you. I have more respect for Halloween Horror Nights now. Not that I didn't before, but that's awesome. It's fucking... Are they at so least different images? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. There's like... it's like I think it's like a little... Like you scan it. Because I, I, I obviously haven't scanned it, but I think I've seen people post it. And I think it's like a it's like a little coin that says Horror Nights and it says whatever the house is. And I think it has some kind of image on it. I don't know. Look it up. It's fucking weird. I don't know why they did it. And they didn't even have it the first week. So they put it in like later. Very dumb. Huh. Like I was thinking that <laughs> it was a unique NFT. I mean, for no. it to pretend to be NFTs, I was like, oh, well, maybe it's like a an image no. of a certain like part of the house. You could do that. And I guess no. you could generate thousands of those and it'd be it's, like throwaway. No, it, you scan a QR code and you get to see an image that everyone else gets to see. Oh, that's not an NFT at all. That's a lie. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a code or something. And then that's actually the, you know, and that code is individual maybe. Because, you know, it's not really the – everybody knows it's not the image. You don't own the image. You own uh, the blockchain. So maybe the code is unique and then you can sell it. You can sell your your free Halloween Horror Nights NFT. Make Get rich. I don't think that's that's not how it it's works. It's an economy. It's it's money. People, people. I'm I'm gonna sell them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go scan a bunch of them, and I'm gonna get rich. You're gonna feel real dumb. You're gonna feel so dumb. Oh, you're gonna feel dumb when I'm rich with hard nights NFTs. You don't have anything. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Get them. All right. <laughs> cool. Goodbye. Bye.